This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan where it has already been a huge day out here in Surprise. We've had on Jack Leiter, Dane Dunning, Bruce Bochy, Coming up this time for real in about 20 minutes, we will talk with John Gray as we're trying to bring you as much baseball coverage as we can here in Surprise. Hopefully everyone's enjoying the vibe that we're throwing out there and giving you a taste of spring training. And right now, the man who always gives you the best of the best. Mm. It is the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Um, Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate that, man. And Weren't those guys on the Blue Chew hard seat? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were on the Blue Chew hard seat, it's, Kevin. It's it's the Blue Chew hot seat for now. I, I hear your request. We have not cleared that with anybody in advertising yet. And so when we had Josh Young yesterday, he was on the men's tea clinic injury report. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. And that is why him and Corey Seager will not be playing in the game today. We believe Shohei just didn't travel here, even though Maybe it's like he's 20 on minutes the down. Clinic injury he report. could be. He could be. But yes, and when we have John Gray on in a little bit, for now it'll still be the Blue Chew hot seat until we're told differently. Well, oh, look, I see the appeal. They I make do. the pills yeah. red. Yep. No. All right, so <laughs> um, one thing I did, I just uh, tweeted out because I like to talk about my Twitter, adding the majors since we're, you know, at a baseball field. Uh, is I think I'm gonna get a Dane Dunning jersey now. Like, yeah, that dude just he's he's not Max Scherzer, and I don't know if he ever will be. He's not Degrom, and I don't know if he'll ever, if he'll ever be that. But like, I, that is a guy that I could absolutely root for, and he was just wonderful to talk to, and he knew exactly. He was like, man, these guys want to talk baseball. They want to talk pitching. They want to talk about kind of nerd stuff almost. Yeah. Uh, not nerd numbers in that way, but he did throw out a nerd number where he was like, it went negative three, four. And I was like, what is he doing right now? Does he think we know this? I love that. But answer. I did love the the conversation with him. And Mike, you were right. Like we could have talked with both of those guys for about yeah. two days, uh, just having a conversation with them. So that was a lot of fun. And I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. Are you going to get like a jersey like this? Have you seen With the, the gold, the world championship kind of road jerseys they might wear a few times? Describe it for the people. It is, it's a, it looks like a black jersey, and uh, the letters are gold, and then the number is silver. And I'm presuming that's for because they were both first and second place in our hearts, oh. uh, because no other team. What if they're platinum? Because isn't platinum better than gold? Uh, yes. Yes, according to. 
Kevin whenever he was having that conversation with Josh Young about the platinum. It is. That's just the one. Yeah. It's just according to rocks, really, right? There you, yeah. I mean, rocks really get to decide. Is it the it. density of it? Is it the rarity of it? Who is that question to? Us? Yeah. Or I a geologist. Know. Hey, if you're a geologist and you're not digging for dinosaurs right now, could you answer the rock question? It's not a geologist. It's not an archaeologist? They're digging for or, ancient things, or, yes, but geologists just study rocks. They don't study dinosaurs. Um, they don't study fossils? <laughs> nope. They, they study oh, rocks. Oh, So if they find a fossil, they just oh, throw yeah. it in the trash? They, just get, they like, say, hey, hey, they call that, it their archaeologist. They just no, it. that is like, not how that works. They find a works. big dinosaur bone, and they just, <laughs> just, who cares? Yeah. Just, just pile drive through that, that thing one. so I can find more rocks. <laughs> they got a whole pile of them just <laughs> sitting over there. Um, the uh, but eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. The what is y'all's? What is the jersey you're, you're wanting to get this year? What is that one that you're looking at? And and give us the color: the white, the blue, the red. Uh, now that you've shown this me that, one, the blue with that the gold one's amazing. Is... It's black, Kevin. Uh, it kind of looks like a Pittsburgh Pirates oh, okay. a little bit. I'll just tell you, from my perspective, it looked blue, but I definitely see. I don't know if I love that as much then. It's it, really not Rangers It kind of looks like a Pirates jersey. So that's, um, that's, that's one of those things that just kind of popped into my mind. Once I got done, we got done talking with him, I was like, God, I got to get his jersey. And then we got done talking with Boach, and I was like, I guess I got to get a Boach jersey also. So I guess, you know, my whole closet's just going to be full of jerseys this year. Take All right, care. so uh, was it last night? Uh, Texas and Texas Tech play. Yes, yeah, that was, that a was blowout. Yesterday. Thanks it a was. lot. And the game before that was really good. Texas, Texas won eighty-one to sixty-nine. Mike, I'm sorry about your. Uh, it wasn't Red that Raiders. close. It was at one point. It was fifty-seven to twenty-eight in the second half. Midway through the second half, Texas brought Cunningham. And this story said delivered a hard check to Darian oh, Williams, knocking him out cool. of bounds. Not cool. He didn't. It wasn't a hard check. This dude ran through him. And while officials were reviewing the play, objects, including water bottles, were thrown onto the floor. Tortillas? Uh, I don't know about any tortillas. Uh, security could be seen escorting a few fans out of the arena. Cunningham was ejected with a flagrant two foul, and Texas Tech was given an administrative technical for the fans' behavior. Uh, the announcement resulted in more objects being thrown on the court. And then Texas Tech coach Grant McCaslin got the microphone and got out there to implore the crowd to stop and is like, hey, guys, please stop. I'm sure that's kind of how it, it like went. And, and, Kevin, I always find it wild when the coach – I think Coach K, didn't he do that once? He got on the this microphone. This is not Duke basketball. And I remember Greg Popovich getting on the thing, and he was like, we're better than this. We're tanking for Duncan. Shut up. <laughs> Everybody shut up. That's not what he oh. said. But I think it was like a few minutes it took that for play to finally resume. But, that Kevin, that then brought about – some of my uh, some of the, the best moments in coaches' histories when they have taken the microphone to say something. Oh, I remember one of our principals okay. got on the microphone and he was like, "There'll be no gang activity. We're, we don't have any gangs here. If anything, y'all are a gang of cougars or something." And that we were the Brian Adams Cougars. And oh, so okay. I was like, "All right, I appreciate that." Uh, cougars don't work in gangs. I don't know, man. So How he was sure like, are you about you're that? A gang I'm of pretty cougars. sure they're a cat. <laughs> they Lions are cats. work. The girl lions, the guy lion just says, what did you guys kill? I want it now. The pride of lions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's but tigers are by themselves. Panthers are by themselves. 
I think a Cougar's by themselves. Jaguar usually seems like it's by itself. Yeah, Jaguar's by I mean, itself. Trevor Lawrence is pretty much by himself. Am I right? That's true. Um, Bobcats. I've seen Bobcats or uh, Wildcats, Bobcats in our neighborhood, but and they will be laying on fences like three together? or four of them together. Oh, but they friends. do. I do see them running around. <laughs> they're friends. Uh, that being said, it threw me back, Kevin, to this time when Billy Tubbs uh, walked out onto the court during an OU game, <laughs> and his guys. His fans weren't very happy, and this is kind of how that sounded. Mike Trust, the public address announcer, just announced that any more debris thrown on the floor will be an automatic technical foul against Oklahoma. Ed Hightower went over, just that he's over now talking with Billy Tubbs, and Tubbs is saying, all right, he'll go up and say something to, to the crowd, too. So now we'll turn the pot up. Four games. Four, Four games, games this year that a coach. It was kind of hard say, to hear there, but he said, "Regardless of how terrible officiating is, <laughs> no matter how I terrible like the it. officiating is, don't throw stuff wow. out of the field." And you got to really respect a coach for going out there and trying to calm his group awesome. while also taking a shot at the officials. Oh my god! Can he get fined for that? Hey, I'm trying to help you guys out right now. I can't get fined for calling y'all out for being terrible at your jobs. Yeah, I, I was just trying to play to the crowd. They were going to be mad. I had to give them something. Man, that's a good move. I like it. And then, That feels like the definition of passive-aggressive. And I love, Kevin, I love what you said there. Because what's one of our favorite uh, songs? And I, this is actually going to be, it's been a long time since we played this. Today is suck. It's the Cleveland song. Oh, yeah. Remember how they do, like, Cle it's Cleveland. And then, like, they'd go through and talk about how terrible their city was. And they were like, you know, the the price of a home costs the same as a VHS. And it's just like, you're, you're like, wow, this is a, a shot. But what did they do at the end? It's Cleveland. We're not Detroit. And I was like, that <laughs> is hilarious. I, I think that's really funny. And so this takes me back to the time where Sam Weich, is it Sam Weich was coaching Weich. the Cincinnati Bengals. And the fans were throwing things out there. And I love how he tries to take control by saying, if you see anybody do this, you take <laughs> care of it. Here is Sam Weich. Will the next person that sees anybody throw anything onto this field, point them out, or get them out of here. You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. <laughs> Man. Can you, can you isolate that last part there, Actually, Chris Strong? I just wanted to know, too, can we hear the whole thing one more time? Oh, yeah. Because the force in which he says that... <laughs> It's it's very weird to get a group of sports fans fired up for Law and Order, but think about it. That's what he's doing right there. Play it, play it again, because they're stoked. Here you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. <laughs> if you see somebody, dude, that bellowed too. I don't know if the stadium was just empty or or that's why it echoed so much. I think that's a time when they were still pretty good. Okay, they went through right. a giant lull where they were. <laughs> Less good. But anyway, but. those those are always fun cuts. If you have any more, you can text them into the show. I just always think that's a lot of a lot of fun to get into. And now I gotta get into something a little more serious, guys. Oh no. Why did you lower your voice I, to the way you talk in the clubhouse? I love this hotel room. Yes. I really do. Last night I switched beds and I slept like a baby last night. It was <laughs> wonderful. Because we have two like queen beds in our rooms. <laughs> yeah, we have two queen beds. So For in our individual somebody rooms. needs a bed, let me know. Um Oh. But I was not that. But I was when I got into the room, we all we've all had that time where we've gotten to the bathroom in the middle of the night or whatever, and you put your hand on the wall to kind of yes. keep your balance and you just kind of 
go to the restroom, right? You've all, you, have you ever had that moment, Mike, where you're just trying yeah, to but there's, still sleep? There's times in those moments that I sit down. To pee? Yeah. Is that right? I'm tired. I don't want to miss. And I'm just like, it's just at this point easier to sit down. In fact, I got up the first night, like at 2.33, and I forgot where I was at. Oh, no. So I thought I was at home. And I'm like, where am I? So so I was so tired. And then I was like, I'm up to pee. But I'm going to sit down so I don't miss. And I'm not even sure where I'm at. And I'm like, oh, the toilet's here. And I'm like, so... I sat down. I don't think I don't think it's I know that there's some sort of thing about sitting down to pee as a guy, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. No, I'm laughing at the beginning part of your story. Where am I? Where am I? Oh, folks. All right. So <laughs> oh my gosh. But that, that being said, I, I walked into the bathroom. I just wanted to check out the whole the whole place that we're staying in. And I look on the wall, and Carter, if you can do me this favor now, I've uh, I've submitted this to Carter. Can you please put it up on the Twitch and the YouTube? Now, if you're listening on radio, unfortunately, you won't be able to see this. You realize uh, the conversation now getting hijacked on the fan text with thoughts specifically. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is, is everybody against me? No, actually not. No, From yeah. From the 807. No way. Sitting down to pee, immediate man card removal. However, that sandwich between from the 817, I'm with Mike from the 972. They also sit down to pee at night. And then another person said they do it when they get home from work because their legs hurt and they don't want to stand. Okay, I get that. I get that. Whenever I've had a few, when I've imbibed in a few drinks... I will kind of lean up against the wall to make sure I don't miss. You yeah. know, you're just putting you know exactly where Straight it is. Straight shot. You don't want any angle to it. <laughs> Somebody said, Mike, this is you. Standing to pee at night is too much effort. <laughs> That's, that is fascinating. All right. So, Kevin, if you, you've seen this picture now. You have seen I showed I, you this I, picture. I Carter, can you please post the picture back up there? As Mike, it's very difficult to, to point out, but right there is one, two, three, four, and a thumbprint and a part of a handprint right here. There is what appears to be a bloody hand on my wall. What? And I cannot figure out oh, I guess I already saw that it. if maybe it was a murder in my room okay. and then they, they just didn't clean the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that person after the murder obviously was like, you know what, I got to go to the restroom. And You're surprisingly they, relaxed about that possible well, outcome. Well, nobody's getting into my room, except for I do. Do y'all have the little do, flip? Do y'all have the door yeah. to the other room? Oh, no. Y'all don't have an adjoining room? No. Next? Should I do a video and just knock on the door and see if somebody answers? Yes. This is see such if, a horrible Google I'm doing. <laughs> Are you Googling Oh, my God. What the hands? hell? Oh, man. He, the real Murderer life Murderer of girls, killer. Larry. Oh, so my So I believe gosh. there's this thing I'm watching with my wife on Apple TV. This is your fault, Corey. And you're talking about the handprint. And I believe there's this. I think it's Larry Hall. I think... Maybe it's not him. No, that's what it said up there. But um, there's a movie or a series on YouTube, not YouTube, sorry, Apple that they have. And there's this guy, Jimmy, who needs to get the confession out of Larry. And so they send him to the worst prison because these are crazy people, obviously, murderers. And and not like just, hey, they sold some drugs. Mm -hmm. They're... They're bad human beings that should never be let out in society again, but they need to get this confession because he's about to, his time is about to be up. They're about to overturn stuff, and they're like, we know he did it. We need a confession. 
but when Jimmy gets into his room, his cell, there's like a blood kind of handprint or splat on there. So now he knows the room he's taking over, most likely that dude was either killed himself or got murdered in his room because of, like what you're talking about, that handprint, there's like this little kind of blood print that he sees that they tried to clean off but they weren't able to clean off. So he's like, what happened in my cell See, before I got here? See, you were thinking that Mike was doing something for no reason. That was plenty of perfect. Thank you, Mike, moly. for contributing to the segment. Now, y'all can help me figure this out. If you want to, y'all can text me or hit me up on Twitter at uh, in the majors. Just let me know what y'all think those that is. But, Kevin, we're about to get into something that I've been waiting all week to get into. There is a segment that Kevin has teased at least three times now. It's called... The art of mastering a new pitch. And every time we've gotten close to doing the segment, Mm -hmm. we've had to bump it for something else. And, Mike, when it comes to spring training and pitchers, we just heard Dane Dunning. He he worked on a fork ball during the offseason. He's mastering a new pitch. And I want to talk because Mike Mike was a pitcher. He knows pitching. I have no clue what your topic is. But I am so excited about this topic, and I can't wait to do it next. I think it's going to be really good baseball talk. Just real quick programming note. Coming up next, we'll have John Gray on the show. And to talk about the art of mastering a new pitch, right? The the art of mastering a new pitch will have to wait until tomorrow. 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 We're running out of days. (sighs) Tolos and Twolos and Yolos. I think it's going to be a good Tomorrow, I am so excited that we're going to be able to talk about the art of mastering a new pitch. Y'all let Kevin know. Tweet at him and say, I want to hear that segment tomorrow. All right. Coming up next, we'll have John Gray on. I also got a cool note for you about Eric Nadell. We'll talk about it all next. Live from Surprise on 105 Through the Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. we got John Gray coming up in just a couple of minutes. But I had a few other baseball notes for you guys that I wanted to throw out there. Is Eric Nadell, who's in the booth right next to us, he previously helped fund a scholarship at the University of North Texas. Now he has set up another broadcasting scholarship, this time at UTA. And the scholarship was going to be awarded annually to a student studying sports broadcasting. And so I know we all love Eric Nadell for his calls and his baseball knowledge. But we've talked about this, his work with NAMI North Texas and other mental health projects. And now he has at least two scholarships that I know of set up at Metroplex schools for broadcasting students. It's just I don't really have a question. I just wanted to say 
That's amazing, and I just think he is an excellent person. I did see also Marcus Sim. Can I add this note? Sure. I, I'm not trying to trumpet or anything, but this is awesome to have. This is going to be huge. These, uh, I did see that as part of uh, Marcus Simeon being awarded Man of the Year, that he took, he was given a grant to donate to a charity of his choice, and he donated to El Cerrito's baseball youth program. Cool. That's where he grew up playing baseball. That so is he cool. was like, this is what I want to commit that to. And I, I think that's awesome, man, uh, especially when you see the field. Like, Mike, they're run, the kid's running in from third base. I'm pretty sure the grass is about two inches high off the dirt. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, they could definitely use that. So that was really cool. And I, I, I didn't realize this. And, Mike, I'm going to throw this out to you first. And then you can tell me if you want to talk about this another time or just maybe quick hit it right here. I guess I just don't remember this at all. Is in October, Rob Manfred said there had been discussions about lowering the maximum number of pitchers from 13 to 12 mm. by 2025. And this is coinciding with Max Scherzer talking about how he'd love to see, you know, pitchers take on a more marquee role or the matchups taking up a more marquee role. What do you think about that? It's not a done deal, but just I was surprised when I heard that floated out there. You know, I don't remember that. I, I'm yeah, wondering if he wants the rosters back down to 25 so they don't have to pay somebody else a major league salary and major league service time. I don't know. Yeah. Because you remember, I mean, the rosters forever were at 25 and yes. they've recently expanded to 26 active players. So is, is he trying to get another player off the team? Or is he saying, no, you can have more bench players? Because really, with the designated hitter, there's not much substituting happening in a major league game. I mean, here's the nine guys. We have a designated hitter for the pitcher, so we're rolling with these nine games for pretty much every game. It's it's rare when you watch a game you're seeing a pinch hitter in the sixth or seventh inning. You know, I mean, yeah. so oh yeah, it's it's like I don't think I don't know this. I don't think managers are going, man. I really would just like to have another position player on my team. Yeah, no, I understand that absolutely. Some people are saying that they want to put more emphasis on the starting pitchers, and Max Scherzer, for one, is like, what does every young pitcher struggle with getting through that lineup the third time? Yeah. Well, you're never going to be able to master that if you just get pulled out of the game yeah. every single time. But he also pointed out it is a tricky deal yeah. of balancing I, that versus injury versus, you know. Yeah, and I don't want to hit this too long because I know we have John Gray coming up here, is like when we would go to the field as kids, if it was, let's say, Kansas City versus Texas, and Brett Saberhagen was yeah. pitching for Kansas City. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. And Brett Saberhagen's not a Hall of Famer. There's Yamamoto uh, right there walking. Wow. and getting, Looks short, doesn't he? Mm. He does. He looks little. Um, but, you know, you want those things back. That was a big draw. When Roger Clemens pitched for Boston, that was a big draw. And I'm not saying it was a big draw, but when Mike Witt would come in and pitch for the California Angels, like, oh, we're getting to see an all-star pitcher who could throw a complete game today. And that has... That's gone out the window over the last decade plus. You know now there's just not much of a draw. I've, I was shocked last year early in the year when Shohei was pitching for the Angels and there was 23,000, I'm guessing, people there, which left approximately fifteen to 20,000 empty seats. And you're right. just like, dude, Shohei is pitching and hitting today. When are you going to see this? And you would think, like, I realize they're coming off an injury, but you would think if he pans out, Marquis Yamamoto versus DeGrom matchup, you'd go to the park that day, yeah. not necessarily to see Evan Carter or whoever, but or they would be a backdrop. Yeah. Also, amazing. 
how many media people were tracking him with their cameras while Yamamoto is yeah. just walking down the left field sideline. This is a big deal. Me. Or baseline. Me. Yeah. I was. <laughs> like, as soon as Mike did it, I picked up my phone and took a picture right out of the press box here. But, yeah, Kevin, it's, it's lined up down the, down the line. This is a big deal. Is that how you wanted that to turn it's out? It's not how I wanted it to turn out. We're the KNC Masterpiece <laughs> right here on 105.3 The Fan. And earlier today in the clubhouse, we got to chat actually a little Yamamoto, among many other things, with John Gray right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan with John Gray. My most important question for you today, if you could hit, do you think you would also get paid $700 million like Shohei Otani? If I could hit? Yeah. If I could hit as well as him? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Probably not. Was he just suggesting you can't hit? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I can either. I mean, I, I definitely got the power. I just don't know if I can string everything else together. Interesting. And then follow-up, we're curious about etiquette in the clubhouse. If us three, because we all do our show together, if we had a choreographed dance routine, do you think that would stop people in their tracks or they'd be like, this is why media is the worst? I don't know. I feel like it'd be mixed. I feel like it'd be mixed. Like A lot of people would appreciate it. A lot of people would think it was funny. Where would you but fall on this? I would think it was funny. If yeah. you had to pick three people on your team to do a dance routine and you know it's going to turn out well, who would those three people be? Ooh, Leody Tavares for one. Um, probably Mr. Duran and uh, probably Josh Smith. If you had to pick three people that it would be the worst <laughs> you've ever seen in your life, who would be the three? <laughs> probably Siegerheim and... Um, I, you know, I don't know who the third one would be. Maybe. <laughs> Is that because Seeger lacks the rhythm or he just wouldn't care to do so? He just so. wouldn't care. The enthusiasm yeah. wouldn't be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I guess we need to ask some relevant baseball questions as well. I, I was curious, you know, I was reading some stuff about Dane Dunning and obviously yourself to a certain extent. I was hoping you could walk us through the process, especially in spring training, of tweaking a pitch or developing a new pitch or just really for the people who they want to know but they don't. I figure obviously you could give us great insight. Yeah, I mean, this, especially this part of spring training, the first couple of weeks, we're doing live BPs, bullpens, not really like full-on games. We're starting that, but um, that's kind of when... The, the time where you get to kind of use those new pitches and stuff you've been working on in the offseason. So if you want to tinker with something, I mean, now's the, now's the time to, to try it out. And when, when you say tinker with, like, does that just mean, are you talking about grip placement, speed, how how changing what angles you can get off yeah, of it? could be anything, really. It could be anything. It could even be a delivery, a, a change to your delivery, something that feels a little bit off that you don't really want to necessarily gamble on in, in, during the season. But now's the time to find out if that works or not, and you can start to eliminate things that you like and don't so how, how much easier does that make it for like you as opposed to somebody who probably needs to show out to make the opening day roster like you know you're good to go how much easier does that make the experimentation process a lot easier a lot easier for sure you know like um i don't know i mean you're not, you're not so worried about your, your pitching line for the day and um you know if you're getting ahead of every single batter or whatever you know you might be trying something new but but then again i mean you know, unless you had a, a, a big offseason, this is probably still the only time to really try anything. So, yeah, you get to speak at times. When you're on the mound, I see a lot of pitchers, they'll 
like look up at stuff like with clerk he's kind of always up there looking at something is there anything particular you're looking at you like pick one thing i'm going to go back to that every time or is it just kind of like taking it all in i've always kind of I've, I've done both a little bit of both but it's just just a reset it's just a reset of your mind sometimes i would look i would find a flagpole in every stadium or the foul pole things like that um you know try to get the same feeling and thought in your head before you step back on the rubber but you know with the pitch clock and everything i mean it's a little tougher now to kind of step off and take your time and, and slow the game down yeah but uh you know this i, I kind of wish pitchers had timeouts i don't know just like one or two yeah just like one or two how yeah. much would that tr- how much seriously how much would that change pitcher's ability and pitcher strategy i think it'd help out a lot that's i mean it usually comes down to one part in the game whenever you kind of lose or things go south for you as a pitcher so you know, if you can kind of slow that one part down where you get a little sped up, then I think it'd be great. Were you surprised at all that they dropped 20 to 18 with the runners on, or was that kind of anticipated? Yeah, well, I was a little surprised by it, really. You know, I thought I thought it was fast enough this last year, but, I mean, if, I don't know. If we can do it, then I'm all for it. But if it's, you know, if you're getting if – it's, if it's that much in the way and you have to change so much, then, yeah, I won't be – really for it anymore but we'll see we'll see I haven't used it yet how, how are you oh, doing really yeah, yeah interesting. one of the things that Bochi said is obviously last year a lot of work on it this year hoping pitchers can just develop kind of their internal clock how difficult is that when they're like here's your internal clock now it's a little bit faster it's it's difficult because of when they start the clock it's it's a lot you know it's sometimes it's early sometimes it's late so when you do feel I don't really look at the clock until I feel really slow and if I start feeling really slow I'll take a peek, but um, there's sometimes where I feel fast, and I realize I only had a second or two left. So I'm like, I know they started the clock a little bit earlier, so I'll definitely pay attention to that. But yeah, I think it's when they started. I know it has to be difficult because I played way back when, where if you throw two bad pitches in a row that you didn't execute, they'd say, hey, walk around the mound, get a breath, think about what you're doing. Think about that one thing to try to correct so you can get back into a rhythm, and I know now you guys can't do that. Is the best way to do that with nobody on base, since you do have one step off, is to almost wait till the clock is almost up and then step off the rubber because you have one disengagement with that hitter on to try to get an extra 10 seconds to catch your breath and catch your thoughts? Yeah, that's something we're going to have to utilize, too. We're going to have to figure out you know, when, when's the best times for that. Um, definitely make the clock our friend. I think we can do that. We'll be, we'll be fine. I noticed, too, during the playoffs, Justin Verlander, with nobody on base, would look at the clock and see that it was, like, let's say at 8 and 7 and then almost, like, be able to take a deep breath to know I still have plenty of time to start my windup. How much do you look at the clock after you've gotten the, the pitch in your ear and go, okay, I've looked at the clock to my left or right, and I know I still have another five or six seconds to gather myself? Quite a bit. Um, quite a bit, but usually I do it. Just to make sure I'm not getting in a pattern with the running game. If there's runners on, I'll make sure that I'm not just picking up at two seconds every time. So I'll make sure that I'm not, you know, just repeating the same thing. Okay, and then one of my last questions is today, Yamamoto's pitching for the Dodgers. We're excited. We're Ranger fans, but excited to see him. As a pitcher, do you care to watch other pitchers when they're making their debuts or big-time pitchers when they're pitching against your team? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's always fun to watch. It's always fun to watch what they bring. Um, I mean, it's, it's a really talented league, and it's really cool to see every part of the talent, I guess. You know, there's, some, there's so many guys that are so different, but it, it all works. And, you know, you, I think you can kind of be inspired to learn something from everyone. You know, we do an auction every year uh, in November. It's called Peace of Thought. We do 14 hours of radio. 
and uh, Brandon Hurtado donated uh, class. And one of our winners, our auction winners, got to come to the class that you were at at the stadium. I think Mike came out and everything, too, and Sean Sharif was there. Uh, are you now a brisket master after, after going to his class? Not quite. Okay. Not quite, no. I, it'll, it'll probably be a while before I, I'm a master, but, but I'm, I'm better. Yeah. I'm better. Did, yeah. you, did you practice after? He's like, oh, man, I learned. Because he has all the tricks. He has all his recipes and everything. I know, yeah. Mine's not that fancy, but, you know, I, I gave it a shot, and it was pretty good. Yeah. Not, not, not as well done as his, though. Pretty good by your standards or by objective standards? By my standards. Okay, yeah. okay. I just wanted to clarify on that. Now, as fans, we're enjoying defending World Series champions, but is that y'all's mindset? Or are you like, nope, that was cool. That was last year. This is a whole new year, and that is irrelevant. I think we're kind of thinking more of this is a whole new year. Like, we're trying to move on from that. You know, try to remember the good things, obviously, and, like, the remembering that really brings confidence. But then again, we have a whole new hold on the season in front of us, and that doesn't do anything for this, this next one, so... Um, you know, we gotta we gotta really start at ground zero again. I know he's recovering, but one of the things we've talked about a lot is it feels like Degrom has a heavy presence in terms of watching pens or whatever. I was hoping you could give us any insight into that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always present. You know, whether he he can or can't do anything. Um, great guy to talk to. He's always approachable, and uh, he definitely knows his stuff. I mean, there's lots to learn from him for sure. I know y'all are moving on to this season, but is there? Is there one memory that you really hold on to from that whole run that you're just like, that's that's one, even a personal or team thing that you're just like, that's the one that really sticks with me? Probably the, yeah, probably the series in Houston. That was that was the best, yeah. Um, there it wasn't a feeling like that, just, just making a whole place go silent, you know, empty out. It was, it was really cool. Have you seen the picture of the two people in the astronaut outfits while they're getting their asses kicked? I haven't, no. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll... We'll, yeah, fun, we'll find it. I we'll bring it up for it. you. Yeah. But they came in full on, full on astronaut gear. And then when it's you know I don't know, it felt like it was a hundred to one. They're just sitting there, and the camera keeps focusing on how sad they are <laughs> in their stupid outfits <laughs> okay. and everything. All right. Sorry, I'm just editorializing Thanks, a lot right there. Right. <laughs> All right, I do. I had to cut it off. That Kevin. makes I know that makes me so happy. By the way, there's an interesting developing situation here. Yamamoto is warming up out of his pitching motion and throwing the ball from straightaway center field all the way to the left field line. It is astonishing to see him throw the ball that far out of his pitching motion. Side note. He's not it, even crow hopping or no, anything. No, no. It also looks like he's going to violate the pitch clock 12 times today with how long it takes to do this. He setup. might violate, violate it twice each pitch <laughs> he might be two and oh throw a pitch and then ball four we're sorry you took 45 seconds I, it's just interesting when he's warming up he really is taking his time right here and uh, excuse me if i just don't know this i don't know in japan if they have a pitch clock yeah uh maybe not maybe that not i am i do remember kevin as a kid watching griffey uh, he was in the outfield throwing from dead center wall uh, to like home plate, and he just made it look so easy. The way he's throwing that, it looks like it's not that difficult. And it's out of his regular pitching motion, which is what is freaking wild. I, mean, I played me. with certain guys that could throw from foul pole to foul pole. So just like you, and this is impressive. I, I'm just, it's, it's a weird thing. I've never seen anybody do this before, the way he's warming up, uh, which is interesting. I'd love to know, obviously I'm not going to get to interview him. I'd love to know why he's doing it and then the purpose uh of it 
and when did he start doing this? Because I've watched Shohei warm up. Shohei does not do this. I've watched you Darvish warm up. He does not do this. So you're like, well, it's a Japanese thing that they do. I'm like, I've seen Shohei warm up before games. I've seen you Darvish warm up before games. They don't do that. I've seen guys, you know, getting in long toss. Uh, one of the guys, um, Armando Benitez. I don't know if you guys remember him or not, but a longtime closer for multiple teams. When he was with the Mets, he could throw the ball from foul pole to foul pole, which is about 400 feet. That is amazing. I just the, get exhausted thinking about having to run from foul pole to foul pole. <laughs> We're the can't see masterpiece right here. But on what, a straight, what about a straight line? Because yeah, he wasn't throwing it. He wasn't hooking the ball oh, around the warning track. Foul pole, foul conversation. Pole, no, it's not. Coming up next. We, we just did it on the air. Let's chit chat with those fellas from the G Nation right here, live from Surprise Stadium on 105 through the fan. Irving baseline. He got squeezed out. Out comes Mitchell. He'll find Garland. Garland off to Struz. Struz with another. Oh, my word. Yeah, that call was really underwhelming compared to the radio call. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We are live in Surprise. We're just a few minutes away from the start of Rangers-Dodgers, but also a few minutes away from the start of the G-Bag Nation. And thank you very much to DM Leasing for facilitating this chit-chat. Gentlemen, sir, how Sirs. is you today? I am fantastic, boys. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Doing very well indeed. And I wanted to see if I could confirm the story that I recklessly threw on air earlier that Jared Sandler asked you to go talk to Mark Church, mm. and your response was, does he speak English? I, I heard you uh, recount that story, <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, you freaking nailed it, Hagee. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm a little bit uh, embarrassed by it, but here's the thing about Jared. Like, Jared, when we get in that clubhouse, Jared likes to F with me a little bit. And so he'll try and set me up for failure. He did it last year. He's done it this year, where he tees up a guy that, oh, like when I'm trying to get my one-on-ones, He'll tee up a guy that he knows can't speak English. So whenever he teed up Mark Church for me the other day or yesterday, uh, that was just like my first initial reaction. Yeah. If I had done any inventory on Mark Church, I would have probably understood that, yes, this is an English-speaking gentleman. Uh, but I dropped the ball there, and now Jared's not going to let me live it down. He's brought it up like three times already. I get it. Did you, in the four to five hours we talked about, did you come up with a functional knowledge of Japanese to ask a question to Yamamoto and his post-game presser. I am, uh, I am not, I am not uh, well versed in the Japanese language. I do think what you said, though, of just one of us being in the post-game interview and uh, unbeknownst to everybody else, having the secret of yes, I can speak Japanese and unveiling that in the middle of the press conference would be legendary. I don't know who is most capable, like who would be most likely to pull this off. It's definitely not me, though. Hey, yeah. I can assure you that. <laughs> I, somebody did text in earlier that on the church thing, on the church conversation, that they should have told Eric, yes, he does speak Spanish, just to see how the interview started. And, like, he walks up and just starts talking to him in Spanish, and he's just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> that and would be awesome. And then he's like, I'm sorry, bro. I don't speak Spanish. And then you'd be like, oh. But I was, no, he uh, wouldn't. You uh, know, Eric Eric would just flow right into oh, No, no, yeah, I'm saying Mark Church. I think it would be amazing <laughs> if he said that to uh, Eric. Now, I know y'all's game will be going. Or, or, excuse me, your show will be going. Are you hyped 
to see Yamamoto and talk about this game at all while y'all's show is going on. Yes, this is this is really what we've been looking forward to uh, since we got here is getting to watch our team uh, because this is I mean I'm excited for Yamamoto of course and, and there's a ton of Dodgers fans here there but are. also this is the first time we get to lay eyes on our guys you know and so getting to watch guys like Langford and Carter and, and the top of the lineup Both is really lineup, be, yeah yeah uh, really really fun today so the whole thing is going to be quite the experience we're just going to be doing a sort of a watch party of the Rangers slash Yamamoto today and hopefully we'll just have a revolving door of uh, gentlemen from the baseball show of record hopping on with us uh, giving great analysis and having fun with the shenanigans oh, yeah. I did so Broadus is on a mission to just be hammered all week okay for whatever reason how's that been going it, it, honestly it's been going pretty well it's been going pretty well he <laughs> seems to get better he becomes funnier he becomes more likable right. uh, everything about Broadus I think his analysis on players is even better when he's got a little buzz going Hold so on, he decided like hey I'm gonna go on a bender this week like this is my my hey. approach is just bender it up yeah I like it man I would like for you to explain <laughs> Eric if you could look at the two bullpens right now Yamamoto is warming up for the Dodgers and Cody Bradford is warming up for the Rangers can you notice a difference in how many people are watching <laughs> oh the pitchers God. warm up right now? Yeah, on one side, on the Yamamoto side, it looks like people are people are gathering around like like there's a tourist attraction going on, and everybody can't That's wait. That's a good it, description. It's like if you didn't know any better, you're thinking they are they are on looking at like Niagara Falls or something. It's and like they're at a margarita bar on Cinco de Mayo. Everybody's at the bar right now. And then yes. Bradford, baby, not 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 so much. Not quite. There's people watching. Yeah, that's like just, the, I just not as uh, not quite yeah, as many. About, 20 people watching Cody Bradford warm up. There's about 400 people watching Yamamoto warm up right now. What I was surprised with, Otani's here. Yeah, yeah what a moment that was. Yeah. But he did come here to He's watch tall. his, his hitter. kind of recruit pitch. I like the idea of him pinch hitting at that some point. In this game. <laughs> I would love it if it was like five to five pinch hitting for the Dodgers. Shohei Otani. Can you imagine like Shohei? There's people here trying to get autographs before the game. Can you imagine? He can't do this. I bet if Otani walked out of the dugout right now and started signing autographs down the third baseline, what the stampede would be to try to get his autograph. Oh my god! It would include all of us, at least you, Mikey. Uh, I know for sure we'd all get in the mix. There. I'd That'd push be little insane. kids out of the way. Yeah, I would, too. I'd probably what? pick a kid up and just throw him Yeah, it's prison rules at that stand. point, dude. Yeah. Why were they both so easily able to say they would push kids out of the way so fast? Because we, we both know kids are the easiest to move. And they're the most fun to push. Yeah. What? When you, when you start kid, to power rank the fun things to push, kids are right I'll tell you what I might do. I have a $100 bill. I'd probably give the kid a $100 fine. bill for that autograph. I'd just be like, hey, he's not going to give an autograph to me. I'm some old, bald, white guy. Like... He wants to give autographs to kids. I wanted to give autographs to kids. Somebody looked like me. I was like, what do you need an autograph for? You know? Yeah. Do you get it now? You're on the other side. You're like, man, I really, yeah, I really wanted my I'm autograph. I'm a collector, man. I just need one. It's like I don't have a page of cards. If I did, I'd bring it. But uh, If you only check two of the boxes of old, bald, and white, maybe you would have a chance. But you have the trifecta. You got no yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. Evan Carter's Good warming Kevin. up. He's ready to drop a bomb for me today so I can spend another $300 today on cards. Kevin, how it awesome is. would it be if those two baseballs we got right there with currently Dane Dunning, Bruce Bochy, and Josh Young's autographs, if you could get Otani to ink one of those. Or oh, my gosh. Now it's got a comma <laughs> to go with it. I would love that. What do you uh, what do you find, fellas, got coming up on the program today? Pure gold, as always. Yes. Hagee, thank you so much for asking. It's just going to be a fun Ranger watch party, Yamamoto watch party today in the G-Bag Nation. Revolving door of you fellas and uh, some other great guests. And my exclusive one-on-one -on -one with Brock Burke today, which 
not very confident about. But what do you mean? I heard it, it went great. In English? Uh, <laughs> it is. We kind of go back and forth, okay. actually. All right. All right. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation. <laughs> See if you can listen for the exact moment in Eric's interview where Brock is done talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> We've been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105.3 The Fan. Say happy Yamamoto Day, Kevin. Happy Yamamoto Day. I hope you lose. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.